Hey, welcome back to Trust God, bro. The 12 days of Christ-centered miss. And um, I just can't get over that intro, man. I mean, it's just so um, good. I mean, if you got any Odyssey fans listening, that's a snippet from Odyssey. But yeah, what we've been doing is we've been, we've been talking about the gospel and how we just need it um, so much. And just in the holiday season, it can be easy just to um, go on um, our days and not really just see that all of the, um, our life should be pointed to Christ and adoring Him. And so even more than a partridge in a pear tree, we need the gospel. And so that's why this is happening. So um, each day is a different attribute of God. And today we're talking about God's mercy. And so what is mercy? And that's the question. Um, in short, mercy is not getting what we deserve because Christ already suffered the judgment and curse. So, Sometimes grace and mercy is gets confused, and so I'll try to make it very clear on the difference between mercy and grace, but the, the depth of mercy is big, and I've been reading Psalm 51 a lot, and it's the whole thing just revolves around God and how David's asking for mercy from God and how this is such a, a big thing. It's such a, a bold claim to ask when he has so clearly sinned against God. Mercy, we don't deserve it. And this is hard to imagine. God is always deserving of glory. So the backdrop of our sin is God's glory. The more you see his mercy and goodness, the more you will see your sin. In our relationship, um, in our human relationships, we feel mercy is a ripoff. So if I feel like I have to give someone mercy, I feel like I'm getting the bad end of the deal. We don't like it when it's our decision to choose it. So let's consider mercy. We're going to take a modern adaptation of the parable of the unmerciful servant. So this is how it goes, and this is kind of my own adaptation, so bear with it. But say, a great mayor reigned over Metropolis. So this is a town called Metropolis. And he was a well-respected man who desired to bring his accounts up to date. So there was one worker for the mayor who had acquired quite a debt. You know, he had become 10,000... Um, towns in debt, and this in Metropolis, this is um, about 200,000 years of labor. So that's a lot of time and a lot of time working. So obviously, the modest employee was no Mark Zuckerberg. So rightfully, his family, house, and all belongings were, had to be sold for the damage done. And when Mr. Let's call this guy Mr. Debt. So Mr. Debt found out that he owned, he owed everything. He was distraught. So he DM'd the mayor of Metropolis and pleaded, and pleaded, and pleaded. The mayor pitied him, and he canceled the debt and let him go. So rejoicing, Mr. Debt was going back home to tell his wife and kids the news. On his way back, he ran into his friend Jimmy, who had done a couple hours of minimum wage work for Mr. Debt recently. Mr. Debt threatens the man and defames his name, saying, Pay me back immediately. Jimmy repeats the exact word that Mr. Debt had spoken to the mayor, and he pleads and pleads also. Mr. Debt says it's too late. I want my payment. Mr. Debt goes to the police and orders that they have to throw Jimmy into jail. As they throw Jimmy in the jail, the mayor of Metropolis is looking out from the top floors of his penthouse and sees Mr. Doubt yelling at Jimmy, Think about how much you owe me as you rot in prison until you pay me back. The mayor puts two and two together. He asks Mr. Debt and says, You wicked employee, I canceled $3.8 million of debt because you pleaded and you didn't do the same to your employee like I did for you. That's a lot of damage. Enraged, the mayor of Metropolis has the police take him and torture him until he pays back all of his money. So, there are a couple things that probably don't translate into this adaptation. For example, the relationship between the master and his servant. 
So keep this in mind, like how rich is the mayor to just absorb the $3.8 million at the time, just to just absorb that, the account when he says, you're forgiven. And how great of a guy must the mayor be? And another question would be, why was Mr. Debt jailed the second time? Um, So let these thoughts simmer and consider the mercy of the father, of our father, who um, was portrayed in in this parable. And um, honestly, you should just read the account of the parable (laughs) instead. So meditate on the mercies of God, and they're rich, and they can't be ignored. This is how my heavenly father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or sister from your heart. And so... What happened was Mr. Debt ignored the mercies of God. He didn't really understand what happened to him, and he kept on doing. um, He treated people unmercifully, and he is tortured and has to— he rots in prison until he can pay back it, and really he can't pay back it since it's infinite. And that's how our Heavenly Father, God, will treat each of us unless we also— have understood the mercies of God and we forgive our brothers and sisters from our heart. The mercies of our Father are available through the mercies of Christ. Jesus became the cost that would cancel our debt. The payment is real and is demanded, but in sincerity of heart, God gives you the record of Christ and takes your imperfect record, a severe mercy to be considered. To treat it lightly can be detrimental. Think about how much money that was. It was pretty much impossible to pay it back. If the parable showed the mercy of $3.8 million, how much more merciful is our God who shows, who shows mercy to those that defame, spit on, and turn away from the only righteous, holy, loving, merciful creator of the world? In our blood, we desire the complete opposite. We want to settle all accounts and get it our way, the way we want it, to never get on the downside of the deal. Jesus took the raw end of the deal so we could experience God's mercy. How can you help but let God's mercy flow through you? Limitations 3, 22-25 says, The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in Him. The Lord is good to those who wait for Him, to the soul who seeks Him. And the significant thing is that the, the mercies are renewed every morning. They never come to an end. And when you recognize that Jesus died so his mercies could be new every morning, it changes you. And so how do you know if you have received this mercy? And so the effects of mercy are like so. In the song by Beautiful Eulogy, they, they have a sermon, a, a snippet from it. It says, you have not experienced mercy if you don't display it. The evidence of God's mercy in your life isn't determined by how much theology you know, by how many books you read, but by your active goodness to people in misery and in need. So to say it again, mercy is not what you get, but what you deserve. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. For discussion questions, where has the mercy of God invaded your life? And the second question is, how does a deserving mentality hurt your relationship with God? And so there's the two sides of it. There's a deserving uh, mentality that we can have and undeserving. And uh, mercy is obviously an undeserving mentality. And so how does deserving mentality hurt your relationship with God? So in conclusion, thanks for listening to the 12 days of um, Christ Sinnermas. This is day seven. And um, yeah, tune in tomorrow. We're talking about trusting God's beauty. That's how you trust God's mercy, bro.